0: and welcome back to episode 6 of the Computomics podcast. This week we will talk with Michael Crone, who is head of R&D at BrainAg and our discussion is on understanding of biotechnology in the general community. I know that the world now is in a much different place than when Michael and I talked but I hope some of our discussion can still ring true even for the challenges that are more urgent or more pronounced on our minds at the moment. Things like the importance of public discourse on uncomfortable and challenging topics, Um, the idea of bringing in all voices and really communicating with each other. We hope you enjoy this wherever you are and as always that you are safe and healthy. Michael thank you for joining us today on this episode of the Computomics Podcast. And I think what's interesting is that last episode, we discussed the term agriculture and how it's perceived by the public. And I think that the same concept can be applied to the term biotechnology. The term sort of has its own meaning that exists really outside of what biotechnology is actually doing. It's sort of its own living entity. Do you see that in your interactions when you discuss what you do a brain or your real goal uh, for how biotechnology should contribute to a better and more equitable world?
1: Yeah, I, I would say yes. Um, because most of the people combine or what, what they see when they or what they um, understand from biotechnology is most of the part is manipulation, genetic manipulation, and and changing microorganisms or even higher organisms. What they don't see is that in the uh, essential definition of biotechnology is the combination of engineering with modern life sciences. So it's something where we use the tools of nature for industrialization. So this is something which is really often misunderstood. So people often only see or want to see the negative side um, or something what they identify as being negative, maybe manipulating human beings, which is only a very, very small part of biotechnology, which is um, reaching out into medicines and which is um, often called gene therapy.
0: But to, to play devil's advocate a little bit, in a sense, we are manipulating microorganisms, right? So in a way, that terminology is appropriate, but how can we, how can we normalize or um, accept that terminology as a manipulation for, for the greater good, not a manipulation for the detriment of
1: all? Is that possible? I, I always like to to make the example, so if you look at farmers and if you look at agricultural um, processes, so when you when you evolve or you, you try to get a hand on new plants, for example, so you're using, um, in principle, even in the former times, kind of biotechnology. They're using Mendel's rules, so you... You you try to to, um, link different plants and different properties with with each other and by growing them in a certain way. This is beginning, so to say, kind of history of biotechnology. It's, It's not really using a technique, but it's using the knowledge, what is happening with the genes. And what you can do with modern biotechnology to apply safe technology and tools to plants, to microorganisms and um, I think meanwhile, with all the tools we have in our hands, and there are publications out there meanwhile, which show that with all the omics technologies, we are getting to a point where everything is much more controlled, much more safer, and you can explain what you're doing there and the manipulation, and I don't like the word, but it's kind of manipulation, um, is, is more rational meanwhile. So therefore, this is something I I see as really a benefit of modern technology in times.
0: Yeah, and I think what's really interesting is that the story of the day is a scientific story. So what everyone is currently talking about is is a topic of science. And so as a society, I think we are for the first time in a long time really starting a national discourse where we are all involved on discussing a topic of science and i wonder how that experience will then translate when we have to make these future decisions which i think maybe were put off um so the public didn't consider themselves as part of the discourse and i wonder if in the future the public will take a different perspective you know so as they get more comfortable talking science or discussing science, maybe we can have a more involved dialogue, a more rational, involved dialogue in the future. Do you see that, that coming?
1: Oh, I hope so. I cannot foresee it really because um, what we currently see, and uh, this is a very political topic now, is so we we already started to to mix things again. So because we have these scientists doing a good job here, a great job. um, They're trying to do what they have ever done. So they are based on facts and they're trying to explain that to people. On the other side, we have the economic beside that, which is um, for the people much more important than to to get the understanding what is going on with the virus, for example. And the same is true for biotechnology. As long as we don't offer to an ordinary customer a good product where he gets to see that this product is safe and maybe if we're talking about food stuff, it's tasty. As long we don't have this, we cannot convince people But if we get to that point that it's affordable, that it's um, tasty and that it's safe um, and you can prove that, then we are on the right way.
0: And also perhaps good for the planet, right? I think that's something that's very close to your heart, the concept that this biotechnology will actually move us forward in the way that we are respecting the planet and our resources.
1: Absolutely. So um, if we look at the current situation, so... Also in a kind of thanks to the to the virus, to COVID-19, what we see is that the supply chains are, are interrupted, so to say. And what you also can see is that everyone is so used that everything is available in the second, in the supermarket, in the retail shop. And now people start to discuss why are we no longer able to produce that internally? Um, and people start to discuss, so we need to change that. So we need our own production. We need to be um, no longer dependent on other countries. And so on, the discussion is starting here in Europe, in Germany. I can bet it's also in in the US, um, for example. So, and what I would like to say here is, if we think about, for example, modern biotechnology to process food and food ingredients by fermentation, by bioprocesses, so you can do that um, in an environment which is not really using um, much square meters or not really a lot of area you need for that. So like it is the case in South America or in other countries producing uh, plants, um, animal farming and so on. So and this is something which you, you really can do decentralized in almost any country in the world. So if it's really coming, coming to that end of production.
0: The important point is that a lot of biotechnology companies that are springing up now, and I know this is, this is true for computomics. I know this is true for brain is that they do care about the environmental impact that our technology is making. And we do our R and D and I'm sure you do yours with that in mind. So we, really strive to serve that that greater good. And it would be wonderful if, in doing so, we could also earn the trust of the public that that is what we are doing. How do we translate that, that in our heart, and is really that mission of uniting what's good for people, what's good for business, and what's good for the environment?
1: I guess they are many things going on now. So we have a change in the mindset of young people. So if you look at cities like like Berlin, a lot of um, young uh, shops and young enterprises are opening up there, which have a totally different understanding of what is food, what they like to eat. This is one thing. So there's no longer, as we call it here in Europe, ressentiments against Um, genetic food stuff so to say. This is something which will help uh, the whole industry maybe in the future to do that. On the other side there is a very exciting report to me from actually from the US, it's from the West Coast, it's called X, and it's it's worth to read uh, this report because they are claiming that within the next 10 to 15 years we will have a reduction in certain type of types of agriculture uh, from almost 100% to to down to, I guess, something like 25, 30%. So replacement of milk, replacement of meat and so on. And This will happen according to their report. And this is also due to the fact that people are no longer willing um, to act and to live without having in mind sustainability.
0: Yes, I agree. I think that's that's so wonderful, and the Green Deal that the EU put forward, and that I hope will you know resonate to other countries as well. And the effect that we are now seeing for how powerful the Earth is, and how working in harmony with what we have, you know, on our planet, and how valuable that is. Can you maybe share a few interesting uh, projects or topics or things that you find exciting? from within Brain or from within any of the other companies you're involved in that you think could sort of spark people's um, hope or let's say enthusiasm for what biotechnology can do?
1: Um, yes, of course. So maybe I, I pick out two or three things and, and I really briefly here on, on the podcast, we, because we, we, we only have a limited amount of time here, time here. but um, for I start with Probiotics. Probiotics is some something I really like currently. So, it's the use of microorganisms to to um, to either enhance to, or to to. Um, to um, improve foodstuff for example. So we have a lot of projects meanwhile going on where we care for waste streams and we simply ferment or bioprocess waste streams with microorganisms which are food related. And the product um, coming out of this is in principle better than the waste stream before. And waste stream, when I talk about waste stream here, I mean um, side streams of the food industry. So, and this is something I really, I'm, I'm thrilled about because this is something which is so close to non-manipulated, non-using GMO stuff and and simply using nature's tools to improve something and to make a sense out of things we otherwise would throw away and this is something I really like. Second example is um, all the discussions we have um, on the negative and as well as on the positive side about the what is called in Germany, the Genschere, which is called the CRISPR um, method. So where we have a small protein, which is um, able to cut at almost any location in the genome of an organism. This is something which is meanwhile so well uh, developed that this tool will probably change anyway the world because people are using it already. And it's um, a dramatic change also for biotechnology. And um, the third point is to um, really use the production capacity of microorganisms, for example, to produce milk proteins or to produce food proteins. So it, it already started and our people are meanwhile no longer really that afraid of eating something which was produced by a recombinant host. These are more or less my three examples, which I would like to share with you.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening. And at Computomics, we really hold the value that biotechnology should be used to bring more peace, more justice, more equity, more equality, more opportunity, more nutrition to all parts of the world. And that's definitely the direction that we fight for every single day. Thank you again for listening. And if you would like to reach out, please contact us through our website, computomics.com, through the blog, leave any reviews or ratings. Thank you very much.